I submitted myself and my plans to him and said, God, what is it that you want from me? You know, what is it that you want from my business? What is it that you want from my life? Or is it all about what you can do for yourself? You know, God wants all of us, I believe, to desire and to pursue greatness. But rather than finding that greatness in the world's way, Christ taught us that true greatness is found by being the least of these, by being a servant, by losing our lives for the sake of Christ, by taking up our cross daily and following him. That's what makes us great. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might live it abundantly to the fullest, to be great. God told Abraham, you will be a blessing. And then God says, Abraham, not only I'm going to bless you, but he says, I will bless those who bless you. This is not talking about the nation of Israel. I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And all the families of the earth will be blessed by you, through you. So God promised Abraham that if he was faithful, he would bless him. You know, when I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, that's not a fix-all for all of my problems. Because when you look at the life of Abraham, his life wasn't perfect after he was obedient and said, Yes, Lord, I will go to Canaan, or I will go wherever you lead me. Because Abraham didn't know where he was going to go. You know, in Hebrews 11, 8, it says, he went, out, he went out not knowing where he was going, but he was obedient. So, so Abraham, Abraham's life was a challenge. When you think about everything that Abraham had to go through, you know, when he called him out of out of and he said, go, just go. Yeah, that would put a little bit of stress on my life if you think about it. You know, you leave your whole family, you leave everything that you know and everything that is comfortable, and you just go. And when Abraham went, he took his nephew Lot with him, if you remember. And when he got to Canaan, he looked around a little bit. They were there for, for a little bit. Then it says in, in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10, that he said, at, at that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. So Abram is obedient. He goes down to Canaan, and then there's a drought. And so Abram ends up going to Egypt and spending time there. You think Abram ever thought, look, Lord, I'm being obedient. Why are you doing this to me? But Abraham goes to Egypt, and when he gets there... The, 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 the Pharaoh is there and the people are meeting him. And Abraham had a beautiful wife. And so what does Abraham do? He says, yeah, this, she's my sister. And so the Pharaoh takes her to be his wife because, I mean, let's face it. If Abraham said he's her husband, they probably would have killed him so he could have her. So he lied. Abraham lied. He didn't really lie because she was his half-sister, but he lied. But Abraham had a tough choice to make. So he gets kicked out of Egypt. They go back up to, out of Egypt to the, to the south of, Jeru, to, of Israel in the Negev. And, and there Abraham and his nephew Lot, their workers begin to have arguments about who gets to, 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 to graze their sheep where. And so, so Abraham says, tell you what, Lot, 
You pick where you want to go, I'll go the other way. So what does his nephew do? He picks the best piece of land to go to and leaves the more desolate areas for Abraham. I'm sure Abraham thought, Lord, why, why did he do this to me? Why are you doing this to me? But, but, but Abram remained faithful. And in Genesis chapter 13, after, after Lot chose his, his section, and, and Abram got the, the raw end of the deal, really, it says in Genesis 13, 14, it says, The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted him, Lift your eyes from, from where you are and look to the north and the south and the east and the west, All the lands that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. And I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. Go and walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. You know, in our our spiritual journeys, throughout our lives, God, if we are faithful, God gives us these little glimmers of hope. You know, he speaks to us through his word and through other people giving us hope. And you see throughout Abraham's life, God continually speaks to him, giving him hope. And here was one of those, Abraham, look, I'm going to give you all of this despite of what Lot did to you. Then we see in chapter 14 of Genesis, you know, Lot has gone on to live his own life. And and there's a war in that region and, and the one king comes and carries Lot off. And if you did your reading, you you know the story. And he carries Lot off. So what does Abraham have to do? Abraham has to go and and, um, save Lot from from his captors. Goes and gets them and brings them back. More stress in Abraham's life. But when Abraham comes back, he meets a, a man named Melchizedek, who was a priest and a king. I believe God gave him that in order to bless him and encourage him. And yet Abraham's wife, Sarai, is still bare. So here Abraham has been faithful. He's left Haran and he's doing what God has asked him to do. And yet his wife is still bare, which was a great curse at that time. So he's like, what's up? You know, what's going on, Lord? Why are you doing this to me? I'm sure Abraham thought that. But then in chapter 15, After Abraham has saved Lot, has had this encounter with Melchizedek. And by the way, do a little bit of a search on who Melchizedek was. And you'll find lots of differing views on that, but but do the research. But Genesis chapter 15, he says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. He says, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your very great reward. Then Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus. You have given me no children, and so a servant is, is in my household will be my heir. Then the Lord said, and the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son is coming from your own body that will be your heir. And I love this part. He says, he took him outside and said, look up into the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, 
so shall your offspring be. It says, Abraham believed the Lord and was credited to his to him as righteousness. I believe just this just shows the, 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 the love of God. God comes to Abraham and says, Abraham, I'm going to make your name great. And Abraham questions him and, 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 and is concerned because, because he still doesn't have any children. God says, Abraham, let me take you outside. And they go outside of the tent and they look up. And Abram looks around on a beautiful starlit night and sees the billions and billions of stars. And God says, Abram, this will be your descendants. This is my promise to you. And Abraham trusted God. I believe some of you this morning need to take that walk with God. You know, where, where you're not trusting God, you're not believing in Him, you're not willing to, to give Him everything. You doubt. And you need to take that walk outside the tent and look up into the heavens and trust God that He will fulfill the promises. And what are those promises? promises are, if I, if I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I will live forever. I will spend eternity with Him. Those promises are that, that, um, that Jesus came to give me an abundant life, to give me a full life, and I can trust Him in that. As Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. The promise is that 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 man, that woman, will be like a tree that is planted by the streams of water. Its leaf will not wither, and it will bear fruit in season. That's what God desires for every one of you, that you would live the abundant life. But we have to be willing to live, to leave the barren land of Haran and journey towards Canaan if we want to experience the abundant life that God has for us. My question is, are you willing to leave Haran? Are you willing to leave that barren land to go to the place that God has called? And it's a personal choice that every one of us has to make, just like Abraham did. What are you willing to sacrifice for your relationship with Jesus Christ? That's what it all boils down to. What are you willing to sacrifice to have that rich relationship with Jesus Christ? Father God, this morning, as we stand before you, we look at the life of of one of the heroes of the faith, of of the father of of Abraham. And we see his faithfulness. We see the mistakes that he made. But we see his his faithfulness in, in, in being willing to leave a place of comfort, a place of safety, to go to where you were showing him to go. And I pray that for the Fairlawn Mennonite Church. Lord, that we haven't come here to this place just to be comfortable and to stay here, but Lord, you've called us 
to go to to other places. You called us to go to Canaan. And, uh, and, and, and Lord, I, I just pray that, that we would be obedient, Lord, that we would be willing to, to give up the things of the world and, and the pleasures of the world for the far greater gift of a relationship with you. And, and, and Lord, that we would, we, would, we would just fall in love with you all over that we wouldn't desire Heron anymore. We wouldn't desire the things of the world anymore. Our desire would be in you. Lord, I pray against that spirit of materialism that so captivates us and holds us hostage. I pray against that. Lord, I pray against a spirit of rebellion that we see so prevalent in, in our world today, in our community. Lord, that there would be a spirit of submission to you and of falling on our knees before you. You would bring revival and, and, and refreshing to this place. And Lord, that we would be a blessing to the people we go to. Lord, I pray that first of all, we would start with our own hearts, our own relationships our own time. Lord, that we wouldn't starve ourselves. Lord, we would feed on your word and we would become productive and fruitful. Lord, as we leave here today, Lord, I pray that it would begin right now. A changing, Lord, a fresh, um, just a fresh wind of your spirit falling and blowing across this place and going forward from here to our community. Lord, that we would be honored, that you would be honored and glorified through the way we live our lives as we go from here today. I pray that in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.